Well, it's great for us to be together again this morning as we celebrate our togetherness and a very warm welcome to you and a warm welcome to those that are watching on live stream, no matter what part of the world you are watching from, a very warm welcome to you on behalf of our senior pastors. And family, just before I do begin, you know, I'm so grateful for the pastors that God has given us. Aren't you so grateful this morning? You know, Pastor John doesn't just preach faith, but he demonstrates faith. How many of you could understand that after the fire, we could be sitting in a little tin shack somewhere, but our pastors stepped out in faith, and here we are. Isn't that wonderful? Can we give God some praise for the best pastors? In the whole wide world, and Pastor John and Joy are taking a little break. They will be with us next week, but they do extend their love to you. Father, as we come to your word this morning, we thank you, Lord, that your word is your heart. It's your will. It's your voice to us. And we are forever grateful for the Holy Spirit that you have given unto us. This down payment, the parakletos, the one who comes aside us to lead us into all truth. Father, without the Holy Spirit, we just could not be who you have purposed us to be. I thank you, God, that in the very person of the Holy Spirit, that we can open up your word, the Holy Spirit helping us, the Holy Spirit teaching us, We ask that you would give us the spirit of wisdom and of revelation that we might know this truth, this truth which is spirit and life. And no matter what part of life's journey we may be here in the Jesus Dome, those that are watching online, I ask God that we would hear what it is that you are saying to us. You're a speaking God. You're a God who loves us. Oh, your your mercies are new every morning. And your faithfulness, God, reaches to the skies. And I thank you, God, that you minister life. And you minister healing. And you minister deliverance. Lord, we who have ears to hear, we will hear what it is that you are saying to us today. In Jesus' mighty name, and everyone says, Amen and Amen. Family, if you have your Bibles with you this morning, I wonder if you would turn with me to one verse of Scripture, Mark chapter 15. Mark chapter 15, and we'll read one verse, verse 25. And it simply says, it was the third hour when they crucified him. It's interesting that when Jesus came to this earth, Jesus came on a mission. In fact, Jesus came to the earth to die for the sinner. And let me stop here by saying that all these notes are available on the church app. And so you can quickly go onto the church app and you can follow through with me. And where you see those words in yellow, those are the words that you can fill in. Jesus came, family, to this earth to die for the sinner. He was ruthlessly treated 
by those heartless Roman soldiers who were an experts in ensuring that whoever would come on that cross, that they would die. And Jesus paid by dying on that cross the necessary price to set the hostage free. Jesus came and died on the cross to set the drug addict free, that whatever yoke, whatever bondage would beset humanity, the death of Jesus on the cross is a liberating death. It brings freedom. It brings light. His death brings hope. His death takes us out of darkness and it translates us into God's marvelous kingdom of light. And if you really stand back and have a look at what Jesus accomplished, it becomes evident that Jesus was meant for the cross. It is his life mission. It is his purpose. And the cross was meant for Jesus. If you want to know what Jesus came to do, family, he came to die on a cross. It was his mission. It's what he came to do. There was a time in the ministry of Jesus where the Bible says that, that there was a time where he set his face towards Jerusalem. And whenever anyone stepped onto the cross, it meant that there was to be a death. But family, there is more to the cross than the image of Jesus between two thieves. In fact, the Bible teaches us that not only was Jesus for the cross and the cross was for Jesus, but that you and I were meant for the cross. The cross is meant for us. Would you say with me this morning, I was meant for the cross. Now, I know that that might seem a strange thing to say, but it is the cross of Jesus. It is the message of Jesus, but it is also the cross of the church. So Jesus was crucified on the cross, but yet at the same time, you and I are with Jesus on the cross. We identified with that, that sacrifice. We fully participated with Jesus on the cross. Now, here is a very important thing that we remember, and that is that you and I cannot live a Christian life without a life-altering personal encounter with Jesus on the cross. We're not born a Christian. We experience the power of that sacrifice. And when we say yes to Jesus, when we have faith in Jesus, there is a life-changing work that the Holy Spirit does because of that which has died with Jesus on a cross. In other words, without a cross, it is impossible for you and I to be a Christian. We cannot be a Christian unless we have encountered the cross. How are we to love our enemies? How are we to forgive 70 times seven in a day? 
How are we to be compassionate and lay down our lives for other people? The self-disciplined man and woman cannot get that right. The talented man or woman cannot get that right. The educated or the trained man or woman cannot get that right. The only way that we can achieve this is to remove the stumbling block in our nature, the impediment to such a high Christ-like life. And so it is impossible for any man or for any woman to live the Christian life without Jesus. Would you say with me this morning, it is impossible for me to live a Christian life without Jesus. Family, once we have encountered the unprecedented love of God, the view of that cross changes because it's no longer just the cross of Jesus, but it is our cross. That cross is the place when we came to Jesus that something died on the inside of us. And so this morning, for a few moments, I'd like to speak to you about the crucified life. The Christian life is a crucified life. Paul said it this way in Galatians chapter 2 and verse 20. He said, I have been crucified with Christ. In other words, we were with Jesus on the cross. That is the moment of our death. Something died, family, on the inside of us. And the same power that dominated, that, that dominated us, the sin that dominated us, came once and for all to an end because I was crucified with Christ. Whenever we speak of a cross, we speak of a death. And that means that there was a decisive once for all death when we said yes to Jesus. Notice Paul didn't say, I am crucified with Christ like it's happening every day. It has already happened. It's a once and for all death. So we died with Jesus. When we died with Jesus, it happened once. And thereafter, family, we live in the power of the life that happens after death. The resurrection power of Jesus, hallelujah, rises up on the inside of us. The Holy Spirit leads us and guides us. We live in the newness of life. But in order for there to be the newness of life, there has to be a death. And the Christian life, if you really want to sum it up, is a life where we live in the power of the risen life after a decisive death. It is living in the power of a risen life after a decisive death. And that means this morning that you and I died with Christ in his death. But we died so that we could live. There were things in our nature that stopped us living the Jesus way. It wasn't a physical death because you and I are very much alive. But there was something that happened on that cross. And so when we see the image of the cross, we see Jesus here. But those who have faith in Jesus, you were crucified with Christ. Can you see yourself on that cross? 
Can you see how you are with Jesus on that cross? And family, there were three things that died when you expressed your union with Christ on the cross. The first thing is we died to sin. The very first thing that Jesus destroyed was the power of sin in your life. Look at Romans chapter 6 and verse 6. The Bible says, we know that our old self was crucified. It's already happened. It, it is decisive. It is a once and for all death that took place. Now, that's your old self. I know other translations say the old man. And they're not talk, Paul wasn't talking about your father. He's talking about your old sinful nature. It was crucified with him in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing. Do you know what God has done in your life? He's brought the body of sin to nothing. Because you were crucified with Christ. So that we are no longer enslaved to sin. For one who has died has been set free from sin. How, how is it that freedom was brought to us? Do you know how it happened? Jesus, when he died on that cross, we, we were participating with him. We were identifying with him on the cross. Now, if we have died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. We know that Christ, being raised from the dead, will never die again. Death no longer has dominion over him. For the death he died, the Bible says, he died to sin. And look and see the nature of this death. It is once and for all. The moment you say yes to Jesus, what happens? There is a work that God does on the inside of you. It is a decisive work. It is an immediate work. But notice what it says. He died to sin. But the life he lives, he lives to God. So why is it that there was this work of death? So that you and I could live. True living is on the other side of death. True living is when this nature, this human nature, gets crucified with Christ and we arise in resurrection power, and it's then, family, that we can reach out in love. It is then that we can be generous. It is then that we can, that we can spread the aroma of Christ, but we can't do that as long as we're in the way. And then the Bible goes on to say, so you also must consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. Sin no longer is the boss. How do you know? Because the boss was put up on the cross. The boss was crucified. Now, I know some of you are thinking about your literal boss, the boss of sin. It's lost its power. It's been pushed aside. So we died to sin, number one. Number two, we died to the world. What that means is that our union with Christ on the cross meant that Jesus removed us from the system of this world. What is the system of this world? It's the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. How many of you can understand this morning that Jesus tells us that we're in the world, but we're not of the world? We don't have that system operating amongst us. How so? Because it has been put to death by the crucifixion. 
when you participated with Jesus. Look at what Paul says. A very interesting scripture, family. Galatians chapter 6 and verse 14. But far be it from me to boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. And then he says something that's interesting. By which the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. So we died to sin, we died to the world, and then we died to self. Because this is the cross of Jesus. And we encounter the power of this cross. But we've also got our own cross, I believe. Shall we go and get that cross? You and I, Jesus said, if we are to be disciples of Jesus, he said, we've got to pick up our cross, deny ourselves, and we follow Jesus. Now, this isn't a heavy, burdensome thing that the more miserable we are as believers, the better it is. No, this is the opening for joy. This is, the, this is the opening for a life of satisfaction. But here is the thing, family. Self is completely dethroned in the new order. Completely dethroned. Every day, we, we go into the workplace and we're carrying our cross, the death to self. Because it's either I'm going to present myself or I'm going to present the fragrance of Jesus. It's either I'm going to boast about myself and put myself in an impressive light, or I'm going to present Jesus. But it means that I've got to come to the end of myself. There, there is a once encounter with the cross, and you were on that cross but Jesus says every day, we've got to pick up our cross. We've got to reach beyond and we, we go into the, every facet of our life. What are we doing? We're saying, I've died to self. When there is a need, I'm going to jump in and I'm going to, I'm going to help in that need. It, it's, it's not going to be difficult for me. I'm crucified with Christ. That's his cross. But you and I this morning have a cross. And every single day, we carry that cross. Look at what Jesus says in Luke chapter 9 and verse 23. If anyone would come after me, Jesus says, let him deny himself. This is the prerequisite. And take up his cross on Christmas Day and on Easter. Does it say that? Take up his cross when he comes to church. Does it say that? No. You and I are to have the splinters of the cross that we carry, so to speak. We, we're talking metaphorically now. And what do we do? We follow after Jesus. You see, family, it was selflessness that got Jesus onto the cross. But do you know what it is that keeps us carrying this cross so that when we go wherever we go, we, we give the aroma of life? It is selflessness. 
We died to sin. We died to the world. And we died to self. Now it's amazing because Simon of Cyrene, he carried that cross. He carried the cross of Jesus up to Golgotha. And I do believe that in a similar way, we to carry the cross in our dream team, carry the cross in our life group, carry the cross to every place that we would go. It's not about us. So the cross is personal. It's not just somebody else's cross. It's not just the cross of Jesus. This cross is very personal. There is the cross of Jesus and there is your cross. Many people wear crosses around their neck and it becomes an item of jewelry. And that's wonderful. But how many of you can understand that the world needs Jesus? Can I have an amen this morning, family? The world needs Jesus. And the memory of the cross is to be kept alive in the hearts of the people. How do we do it? The first is by baptism. In Romans chapter 6, verse 3, the Bible says, Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too may walk in the newness of life. And every time we do baptism in this church, we're telling the world we've had an encounter with the cross of Jesus, and we are walking in the newness of life. Hallelujah. But then, family, the other way, that we keep the memory alive is when we come to the table of the Lord. Because it was at this table that Jesus said, do it, do this in remembrance of me. In the 9-11 attack, George W. Bush gave a speech and he said one of the worst days in America's history saw how the bravest acts in a, saw some of the bravest acts in America's history. We'll always honor the heroes of 9-11. And here at this hallowed place, which is ground zero, we pledge that we will never forget their sacrifice. Now, if he pledged never to forget the sacrifice of those who gave their lives in order to try and save those who lost their lives, we say this morning, we will never forget. Every day we are reminded, we will never forget. We will never forget that sacrifice. We will never forget His love. We will never forget the ultimate sacrifice that Jesus gave. And that inspires us. That stirs us on the inside. And we say, Jesus, if you paid the ultimate sacrifice, then I'm going to pick up my cross today. I'm going to go and be a blessing to those around me. I'm going to bless and I'm not going to curse. I'm not going to gossip. I'm going to, I'm going to be an instrument of healing. And the aroma and the flavor of Christ emanates from your life. It can't happen unless we pick up that cross. And we walk in the newness of life. And we walk in the power of the Holy Ghost. It is an exceptional life to live on the other side of this cross. 
It's a life of miracles and of signs and of wonders. It's a life of hope. It's a life of peace and contentment. It's the best, greatest life that you could ever live. But you've got to come to the end of me trying to do it in my own strength, my own ability. We will never forget. Would you say that with me this morning, family? We will never forget. Would you say it a bit louder? We will never forget. Would you say it a little bit louder? We will never forget. Those that are watching by way of live stream, would you say it with us as we say it once more? We will never forget what an ultimate sacrifice Jesus gave. And so we stand here and we stand in awe. The lessons we learn with our cross come from His cross. I wonder if you would join with me as we say thank you, Jesus, for the cross.
cross. Thank you, Jesus, for the blood that is supplied with every head bowed and every eye closed. And I don't believe that anyone are here by mistake. I do believe that, that God has brought you to this place, that those that are watching on live stream, that it's not by chance this morning. But this morning, we want to give you an opportunity to say, yes, Lord Jesus. I say yes to you. Lord, I, I want to live this exceptional life. And He takes you out of despair. He takes you out of disappointment. He removes the guilt. He removes the condemnation. Every finger that points. And Jesus reaches out His hand to you and He says, you are welcome. You are accepted. All throughout this auditorium with every head bowed and every close, we're going to pray in a moment. And we would love to include you in that prayer. I say yes to you, Jesus. I receive you, Jesus. I want to live that life, that exceptional life on the other side of sacrifice. You say, Wayne, would you, would you pray with me absolutely on live stream? Absolutely. This is your moment. Today is your day. With every head bowed and every eye closed, wherever you may be, Whatever may be cluttering your heart, whatever weighs heavy on your heart, Jesus can lift the burden, my friend. He loves you so much that He came and He gave His life for you. And no greater love will anyone show you than what Jesus did. Quickly, wherever you may be, if you would lift up your hand and say, would you please pray with me? Would you wave your hand at me this morning and say yes? Would you pray with me? Thank you. I see that hand. Who else this morning? Who else would say yes to Jesus? Who else? Thank you. I see that hand right in the back. Who else this morning would say yes to Jesus? Yes to Jesus. Those that are online, you can, you can write in that, in that comments uh, section and one of our pastors will get back to you. Any, anyone else this morning? They would say, yes, would you, would you include me in that prayer? Quickly, wherever you may be, you can lift up your hand. Thank you. Thank you. Now, now this morning, I wonder if, if with all of us together, can we pray together? Would you say, dear Lord Jesus, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of the living God, that God raised you from the dead. And I'm sorry for living my life without you. But from this moment forward, I am clean. I am forgiven. I am made whole in Jesus' name. Family, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, I know the ushers have been looking out for you. We would love to keep in contact with you. It would be our greatest privilege to walk this journey with you. I wonder if we could all stand up together and can we lift up our hands to the Lord? We've been talking about the crucified life. Father, I bring every single person before you this morning. I ask God that we would live beyond ourselves, that we would live the exceptional life, that we would take the aroma of Christ. I am crucified with Christ, but nevertheless I live, not I, but Christ 
who lives in me. And the life that I now live by faith, I live by the Son of God. And I thank you, God, this morning that Jesus lives through us. I thank you, God, that we reach out and let our hands, Lord, be the hands of Jesus. Let our voice be the voice of Jesus. And Father, we purpose this morning, we're going to pick up our cross, our personal cross, and we're going to take the aroma and the fragrance of Jesus to the four corners of our city. I thank you, God, that we shall see many that will come to a saving knowledge of Jesus. I thank you, God, for a boldness. I thank you, God, for a love. I thank you, God, for a mercy. I thank you, God, for a compassion. And together this morning, we say, thank you, Jesus, for the cross. The Lord bless you. We look forward to seeing you next week. God bless you. Have an awesome day.